0: I'm Wayne Nelson, and this is Talk to the Experts. We're just over a month into the new year already, still coping with the impact of inflation and higher interest rates and wondering what the future will bring. Many are looking to the federal government for an indication of what to expect in the 2023 budget announcement to tackle the various issues surrounding our economy. During the pandemic, two budgets were tabled in late April – but there's been a call for the government to make this year's announcement much sooner. So, how can we protect ourselves from an asset protection and tax mitigation perspective this year? and into the future. Sherry McMillan joins us today to answer these questions and to share some tried and tested estate planning strategies that we can use right now. Sherry, it's a pleasure to have you back with us.
1: Thank you for having us, Wayne.
0: Well, Sherry, just before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team will be hosting two webinars. The first one, Wednesday, February 8th at 6 30 p.m., and again on Wednesday, February 22nd at 6 30 p.m. to go over some recommended estate planning tools, including some of the topics that we're going to be discussing today. To register, you will need to contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464, or you can go online at macmillanestate.com. Well, Sherry, the 2023 budget, uh, as I mentioned, is expected to be announced sometime in the coming weeks. We don't really have an exact date, but time is ticking. So, What should we be expecting to hear, and how can we protect ourselves from what's most probably in store?
1: Well, it won't be a surprise to our audience that we're expecting some tax increases. In fact, in the budget in 2022, uh, they forecasted that there will be a new alternative minimum tax, and then past September... Um, they said that they're going to ratify it in the 2023 budget. So we're certain there will be some new taxation on high net worth families. So those families that have uh, large estates or those families that have an earnings of 400000 or more in a year. So that could even be, though, many of us, if we're selling a real estate portfolio in one particular year or if we were to sell some stocks or options in our you know employment positions, So this can actually impact many of us in the population. And one of the things about income tax is usually you have to be proactive and do your transactions prior to the ratification of those new legislations. And then you're grandfathered in the old tax tables. So we're doing a a heck of a lot of work, to be honest, right now in this first quarter of the year to be as proactive as we possibly can before this new increase of taxation comes in for our high net worth families.
0: Yeah, the government doesn't allow you to do a do-over.
1: No, we we don't have that privilege, unfortunately. Um, you know, it, we can't ask for forgiveness in this arena. We have to have things in place in advance. So I'm suggesting to all our existing clients that any techniques they haven't yet utilized that are newer to us in this last year, we're employing quickly here by the end of uh, this quarter. And many of our new families that are joining our our, uh, planning group today are also making sure that we're effective dating their estate plan before the budget is ratified. So the important part is how we document to make sure that your documentation is dated before the release of those new budget legislation. So, you know, we still have time. Um, The budget won't be ratified until April. And so that gives us, you know, a solid couple months to get things in order still for most of our families. And the great part is, Wayne, A lot of families aren't aware, but there is a lot of wonderful opportunities that they can use to make sure they are minimizing their estate tax. And I think for most of us under the current financial situation with rising interest rates, inflation, everybody is a little bit concerned. Even the high net worth families are more concerned about their pocketbook than ever before. Oh,
0: sure. It makes sense. I mean, you take a look at other countries like the United Kingdom, the United States, They've already introduced tax increases. So it's just a reasonable assumption that tax hikes are on the table in, in Canada as well.
1: That's right. And so there are many techniques that we can employ that I like to bring to light for families. So one of the first more prominent ones is for our business owners in the community. Uh, often when they create a business, a lot of their affluence and net worth is built up inside that business. And so not always do they have a lot of affluence outside of the business to rely upon for retirement planning. And until they sell it or until they profit take from it, they are really relying on that business to be, you know, not only their profit center for annual, but also their retirement plan. And so with these types of families, we have a wonderful technique in Canada called an estate freeze. And a lot of families can utilize this technique very effectively. So as you grow your estate, what families don't realize is you have a partner in crime sitting at your side, waiting for a piece of the pie, and that's Canada Revenue Agency. So you may be growing a business from a dollar to worth $10 million, but Canada Revenue Agency is sitting right beside you, thinking you owe them, under the current legislation, basically 24% of that growth. In addition, if we have the new alternative minimum tax, it could go as high as 40%. So what we want to do is we want to remove them from the family unit, is what I call it. And so the way we do this is a technique called an estate freeze. So we actually value your asset base today, let's say the business, and we shift it out of your hands into a trust. And now the trust is an entity that doesn't die. We do as people, and that's what triggers income tax in our state. But the trust itself never dies. And so that's the unique part is if that business were to be valued today at $10 million and grows to 20 through the balance of your retirement, you're not going to pay tax on that additional $10 million of growth. And if that's 40% of the time, that's a $4 million tax savings. So this is not a small number to be uh, overlooked or to not understand the process of. So a lot of families right now, especially because the economy unfortunately hasn't been as positive as we'd like it to be, but it's also a unique opportunity in estate planning because if you evaluate your Family assets like the business at a low value today, that's advantageous actually in your estate planning. And so I think for many, many families, you know, this is the right timing to be doing the estate freeze. One question that we often get about that though is, well, don't I have to pay my tax now then? And that's the hesitation, you know, I'll do the transaction, but I don't want to pay my tax today. You don't. And that's the beauty of it. There's a special section in the Income Tax Act where we are allowed to transfer that wealth into the trust but on a rollover basis, and you actually don't pay that tax until the last of you or your spouse pass on. And so you get the advantage of deferring all that tax down the line, but you don't have to pay it today.
0: All right. And so these trusts then, uh, how long do they continue? Is it in perpetuity? Does the business keep on deferring tax? For that long, or is there a prescribed time limit?
1: Yeah, the beautiful part about trusts historically, we used to only be allowed to have a trust exist in Canada for 21 years, but that has changed. And um, specifically in the United States, we're following suit. But they actually have trusts that can last uh, it basically perpetually, forever, and that's true in Europe too, and in, in Britain and so forth. We have trusts that can go from generation to generation. So. What's so unique about trust today is they can really be, I call it a, a fencing around the family's asset base and protect the entire family unit for generations to come. And this is done, obviously, in the royal family. That's an extreme example, Wayne, but the royal family don't actually own their estate. They own it through a trust and everybody can benefit from that wealth. But nobody specifically can take a share of it. So, for example, and of course, there's a lot of uh, turmoil around Meghan and Harry today. But let's say Meghan and Harry were to divorce in the future. Meghan would have no access to the royal uh, family's assets because, because she's, she's not
0: in the bloodline. That's
1: right. And she's not part of the trust. So a trust is more than tax planning. It's a safety mechanism built in to protect your family unit from all kinds of outside risk, business risk, divorce, divorce. Um, lawsuits, privacy. I mean, it just has phenomenal opportunities for families to safeguard themselves. And I think in modern times, to us, families have outgrown will planning once their estate hits a million, and they should actually be using trust planning.
0: All right. Sherry, we're going to pick this up when we come back. We're going to pause for a break, but just before we go, if you'd like to know more about some tried and true estate planning tools, the McMillan team will be hosting two virtual webinars. You can find out more Wednesday, February 8th, and again, Wednesday, February 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. Now, you will need to register ahead of time, so contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or go online at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.